song I've, rolling. I've been recording. We're oh, there's rolling. no song anymore. Oh. Welcome to another episode with Dr. Rick and Dr. Danny. I think we call it the Rick and Danny Show. Now it's the Rick and Danny Show. Yeah. You got to remember the name, man. You know, we've had how time. many weeks off? Like six weeks off now? It's yeah, we've been on a little break. We've been on a, we've been on a holiday, as they like to say. Been on holiday. I've been on holiday. Every vacation is a holiday, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yes. Been, on, been on holiday. Like the F1 season's been on a holiday. And Can't say I've been on a holiday, Rick. Have you been on holiday? No. <laughs> no days off. No days off. <laughs> yeah, so anything new in the radiation world? Not really. Not a whole lot. Um, no. No. <laughs> Flatly, no. Well, it's, yeah. How about on... Uh-huh. I feel, like, about I feel on like there has been a few new things in the radiation world. Well, we have hired a few few new physicians, or a couple new physicians with the group. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I thought you meant studies. And <laughs> <laughs> new the data. Li- literature. So, yeah. So, I think the listeners of this podcast remember the episode we had with Dr. Tanzler. So, Flagler yes. Whitehall is officially open, and we are treating patients in a combined center of medical oncology and radiation oncology. And our producer, Brenna, has been doing one of her many hats, and she's been helping get that center up and running. And by all accounts, it's been a great success so far. Is that right? It's looking great. It's looking great over Very there. Very good. Looking and when, when is the uh, get-together, the gathering? Uh, October 1st. October 1st. October 1st. What time? I'll be there. Uh, ooh, 11 to 2. That sounds right. <laughs> and, and, okay. and an address? Uh, I'll post it in the show notes. <laughs> in the show. I'll, I'll post Hashtag it. <laughs> lazy <Bretto. laughs> I'll, post, I'll, I'll post the uh, registration link in the show notes. Okay. There's an RSVP link because we're fancy now. October oh. 1st, 11 to 2. Yes. In St. Augustine. Flagler Whitehall. 121 Whitehall Drive. There you go. 121. Hey, see, Very good. you one could two come one. up with it. 121. One. My mind was blanking for a second. I, I could tell <laughs> you were panicking. I put you on the spot. Yeah, you did. We're all planning to be there. It's not like you've lived there for the past month. So. Right. No, it's fine. Your car's GPS is like, how do you not remember yeah. this? This My is God, all you like, put in. Like an hour to home. What? <laughs> <laughs> I live 10 minutes away. This is far from here. Yes. But no, so we're excited about that. And then um, this is also the time of year where. New doctors who are graduating out of training mm-hmm. are joining practices, and we've had a couple docs join, um, one from the radiation side, a couple from the medical oncology side. Not all of them are necessarily new grads, but um, on the radiation side, we have Dr. Samer Salome, um, who comes to us from UT Southwestern in Dallas, so we're really, really excited to have him. He's fresh out of training, so um, he's been hitting the ground running and ready to see patients right now at our Fleming Island office. And at the Beach's office, we have Dr. Pavan Tanetti. So he's from a training program in North Carolina, Levine Cancer Institute. And he's at the Beach's location Monday through Friday seeing new patients. Um, he's also rounding at one of the local hospitals uh, to help out with, with our team. So um, he's off, off and running, already seeing patients this week, doing a great job. We're, we're excited to have him over there. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, I think as people who listen to this podcast know our practice seems to kind of grow pretty every time we record every time we record it gets yeah. bigger either new doctors or new locations or something different and so it's exciting to be a part of it i think we're at like yeah. 37 physicians now wow which is crazy yeah that's a lot we're, we're adapting with like the that. growth i can't even count that high i know you can't <laughs> i only go to 10 because then i run out of fingers right <laughs> yeah obviously uh, that's gonna be the promo. That's, yeah, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> Math was, you know, for a guy who's a radiation oncologist, allegedly physics and all this. I can't count the ten. I don't. Know. Yeah, but yeah, so uh, works. You know, obviously, reach out to us if you guys have any questions about any of the new locations, doctors. But no, it's gonna. 
be a seamless integration, I think. And we have another new physician starting on, like, first week in October, too, uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Bowman. Oh, that's right. I'm not, I'm not sure where Dr. Bowman's going to be at, but um, I think um, St. Augustine. But there's some shared <laughs> shared time probably between a couple locations. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, very excited to have her. And I think, as, as I said, the expanding <clears throat> Jacksonville, St. John's area really has uh, created a need for more medical oncologists, radiation oncologists, and more opportunity for us to see patients and not make patients travel too far to, to get to our offices. Well, it's like, you know, people don't believe me when I say that Jacksonville is the biggest city in the country. Well, by land, of course, that's the, yeah. the what it is. And, you know, if you're driving all over God's green earth to go see your doctor, that gets pretty old after a while, especially when you have to go in, you know, relatively routinely for certain for certain things. So I think, you know, our mission has been to hopefully – try and build practices and locations that make it so that no matter where you live in Northeast Florida, you don't have too far of a drive for your, your cancer care or your hematology care. So this is just kind of the continued evolution of that mission. And, you know, uh, we just thank everyone for their support as we try to go or grow organically and, and do it in a way that best serves the community. Definitely. Nice. So did you guys know I'm doing the American... Heart Association walk tomorrow, the First Coast walk. Any you? of you guys doing that? No. No. Thank yeah. God it's not a run. It's not a run. I'd be yeah. worried about you, yeah. big guy. Yeah. I've been running, Rick. Though, I'm know? just messing with <laughs> you. He's got a personal. Do you still have a personal? No, player? you look good. You look um, good. Um. Thank you. How far is How far is the walk? I actually have no idea. Mailbox to the garage um, kind of thing. Or? So my my son's friend is uh, is walking in honor of his grandfather. And so oh, I cool. Said, you should have led with that. Up. We wouldn't have made fun of you. I know. That's all right. Yeah. Wow. Now I feel like a jerk, don't I? I'll just kill myself. Well, I no, to... no, no. But it's a good cause, and uh, it's right by the stadium, I think, TIA oh, nice. Stadium. Oh, yeah. nice. So, nice. yeah, I, I have no idea how far I'm walking, but it sounds like it's a good time. Is it one of the ones where, like, you dress up as anything for the walk? or? Yeah. So I had to create a team. Okay. So uh, there's not many people on my team. There's my family. No one else has joined yet. But I did create my team a little late, and late by meaning today and the walk's tomorrow. <laughs> Excellent. So, so yeah, so you know. <laughs> not that you'd ask me, but I'm a little busy. <laughs> yeah, no. Got to do my hair. Um, so I can't say that I'm going to meet my goals for uh, you know accumulating money for our team and all that, but that's still nice. But we're going to donate a little bit, and it'll be yeah. a good cause. So that's cool. That's going on in Jacksonville. I heard a few of the nurses around the Baptist uh, Beaches uh, Hospital were talking about being there. I think a lot of the obviously cardiology teams around right. the the area and then patients will be there it'll be a good opportunity to talk with people and socialize a bit so um so rick did you know that we're having a a little bit of a new new segment here for our podcast i haven't but but before we get into it do do you want to tell a dad joke oh yeah talk about how the turns how the turn have tabled now I'm gonna I'm gonna put the dad joke on hold for, for on ice here. on ice. What? Yeah, wow! Why is that even allowed, Brennan? No. Can you do that <laughs> in the contract? <laughs> it states. Hey, Duncan doesn't pay us for you not to tell dad Danny jokes. Danny might have forgot his dad joke today. I thought. Well, just do one off the cuff. You're so good at that. <laughs> Used to be, bro. Used to be good. Washed up. He's washed up now. <laughs> Used to be. Let's wow. just let's just put this on hold. For all a right, minute. I didn't mean to put you on the no, spot. No, no, that's all right. Sorry, I'm just being honest. I'm talking know. to your I might not have please. a good one. I might not have a good one right hey. now. So. Honesty is the best policy. You know, our our listeners appreciate that. <laughs> I better not create one right now. 
So the new segment is going to be called Rick's Reactions. <laughs> Sounds terrible. What? Uh huh. I'm going to yeah. make a graphic for it. Yeah. Um, what? Rick's Reactions. It's going to like flash on the screen. So like, if everything's an eye roll, though, how does that work? Yeah. Well, well I'll could... add some sound effects in. Well, I want oh, okay. I want some honest reactions, but th- these are Th- that will literally be the most honest reaction I give you. <laughs> he is the most uh, honest human being. These are newsworthy headlines. Since we yeah, since we've had video recordings of this podcast, yeah. this has been not so great for my poker face. <laughs> no. No. So newsworthy headlines, but in the field of either hematology, oncology, or maybe another medical topic. Well, I can't spell hematology, so you better yeah, you better you, you better read those really slow. Better read those. I'm really going to start slow. out with an oncology topic, okay, for you, or a headline. Okay. All right. So we've talked about this before a little bit, but for a different type of cancer. So I'm going to just read the headline first. Okay. You give me your initial reaction. Can we do? We, do we have sources of the headline, like yeah. where they were published? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. So strong pathologic complete response to immunotherapy in MSI high esophagogastric cancer. So esophageal and gastric cancer. I, 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 I'm just explaining to the one. audience. <laughs> so, um, so what's your initial reaction to that? I'd like to know more. We, we've talked about it for yeah. a different cancer type. Correct. I'd like to know more about the study, the details, and yeah. get some more. But it's a very clickable, clickbaity headline, of course. So this is published in a in a... Not a well-known journal, Journal of Clinical Oncology. I digress a little bit, but it, it, obviously... JCO's a big, I know, yeah. a big journal. it's oh, okay. a big journal. Uh, I couldn't tell. I was like, my sarcasm um, meter was broken. I'm sorry. <laughs> so this was... Wake up. Have some more coffee. Have another dinner. So no Thanks, Duncan. The, the importance of this study was, again, looking at individuals who have localized cancer and using immunotherapy up front prior to operative therapy or radiation therapy so prior to their planned local therapy okay um so the way this study was designed and it's a phase two so we have to take that for what it is phase two single arm trial um they had locally advanced msi high and we talked about that before being uh patients with microsatellite instability meaning they have more um antigen presentation they should have more mutations in their dna which theoretically makes immunotherapy more effective for them. Um, and they received preoperative ipilimumab and nivolumab, so combined immunotherapy. Uh, non-toxic regimen. Non-toxic. Now, it is more toxic than your single-agent chemotherapy, which for the previously discussed trial where it was giving uh, pembrolizumab, which is a uh, drug like nivolumab, which in- inhibits PD-1. It's a protein on the uh, expressed by the cancer cells to downregulate your immune system. But nivolumab was used in this trial with ipilimumab, which is a different type of immunotherapy, in combination. And they were giving it to patients every six weeks uh, with ipilimumab and then every two weeks with nivolumab for 12 weeks total. So sounds like two doses of ipilimumab, a total of six doses of nivolumab, then they had surgery then they followed that by nine more months of nimfolumab monotherapy. So just just so no one. chemo at all on this trial. Correct. Correct. Okay. Interesting. Right? What was the entry? So, what was the enrollment? And you said localized. Was there so thirty-two patients enrolled? Sixty-two percent of the patients were T3 <coughs> and node positive. So T3 node positive. Twenty-two um, percent actually had Lynch syndrome diagnosis, which is. Uh, they actually had inherited right. genetic mutation. Um, so 
they did not outline because they didn't give the full publication uh, how many patients were, you know, out of the, what, 38% that weren't T3 and node positive, how many were, you know, T2, T4. Right. Yeah. But anyways, so 29 of those 32 patients went on to surgery. And then the uh, primary endpoint of achieving a pathologic complete response, 58.6%. That's a really high number. So... And it's a high number because we know in the metastatic setting, even with combined immunotherapy, and, and a lot of time when I treat a patient who, you know, unfortunately has cancer that's spread in the body and they have MSI high status and we can use immunotherapy, I expect a response rate of about 30, 40%. So this is, you know, a near... Right. And response rate 60. in that setting is not as past it's, CR. It's, it's not just a CR. any sort of... Yeah. yeah. What's so it? So path CR for the audience means that... Uh, at the time of surgery, when they removed the esophagus or part of the stomach, there was no detectable cancer left. Over. And do they Almost specify histology, or is it just all comers? Squamin. I couldn't see yeah. squamin adenos. It's um, not in there. So that'd be interesting to know. Because yeah, I mean, think about the traditional past. Adenocarcinoma. So you think about like the cross trial and some of the classic yeah. trials that we look at in neoadjuvant chemo radiation or neoadjuvant therapy for you know GE junction cancers. You know those past CR rates are depending on the histology, you know, right. a quarter to a third. So this is obviously much better than that. So, yeah, it's definitely right. like the rectal study we talked about a few episodes ago. It's certainly thought-provoking. Very encouraging. Yeah. I would not offer this off a trial. Mm -hmm. I would not call this anywhere close to a standard of care. But it's right. definitely something that I think in a phase three setting could be ex explored for this subset of patients. You know, right. do you know, Danny? Sorry, off the top of my head. Do yeah. you know, like – what percentage of G-junction cancers are MSI high compared to rectal? Is it kind of a similar rare presentation? Is it less, even more rare than rectal? Yeah, I just I, don't know. I just don't know. Have I don't know that percentage off the top of my head. Um, I would imagine I, it would be pretty uncommon, similar to I rectal cancer. I think it's, it's got to be less common than, yeah. you know, colorectal cancers. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, and you would, you would think, I would guess less, definitely less than 10% of them. Definitely. You know, so. Right. So I think that's the other thing for the listeners is it's not everyone reads these headlines and they make it seem like a, a panacea for uh, all patients with certain types of cancers. But you have to remember there's usually very specific subset of these patients that, that are being tested and likely to derive the benefit. I'm going to ask Google that question, Rick. How many patients? This is how you get your hard-hitting facts here from your Google. local oncology team. <laughs> We will find this out. That's higher than expected. So from a 2016 publication, it says that MSI or microsatellite instability, so assuming that's MSI high, is uh, 10 to 20% of wow. gastroesophageal cancer. So I'm, I'm surprised by Much that. higher than I'm surprised because I can't say that you know, for all the patients we see and who get testing for these, I can't say that the percentage seems that high in clinical practice. Feels That feels high. Yeah. So. so there might be some bias there to that study, especially being retrospective. You know, you never know. But so. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Rick and Danny show. We hope you enjoyed it. And uh, the new segment that Dr. Kabrinsky brought along, I thought was fun. And hopefully I look forward to trying that in the future for more episodes. We're really looking forward to the graphic of Rick's reactions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to seeing that right in front of his face. Right before. Yeah, because if there's one thing 
the audience wants to see is more of me. Yeah, yeah right. Rick's reaction. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, guys, for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon.